you to lay the name. I definitely will. And I, I shouldn't because Denixa gets mutilated so much. That's what I, I was sitting there telling my husband, you know, a couple weeks back, I said, I'm pretty sure it's Danixa. I said, but I've never heard of Danixa, so maybe it's Danica, but I've been calling you Danixa. Yeah, that's it. The whole time. <laughs> well, it's finally nice to, well, we've been hearing each other's voices, but, you know, to actually have the conversation especially after we already had a conversation last night. You just can't remember it. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I had this dream, and I woke up, and I was like, what in the world was that? Because it was very, like, video tech. I, I was jumping from platforms to platforms, like a brightly colored area, and there was a woman there. But I never did see her, and she was encouraging me to keep keep doing it. Like, do it again. Just, just jump on over there. You have to um just write write the stuff down, write it down, and then one one day, like sometimes the dreams are like puzzles. Like you had that dream, then I gave you a piece of the puzzle, which meant the same thing that you dreamed, encouragement, you know. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's just puzzles that you put together, and once you're looking at it while it's written down, then you'd be like, oh, it's weird. I get it now. I usually, I usually do pretty good. Um, I had a dream when I started working here at the store. I had a dream about a uh, go kart that had four white wheels, and one of the wheels came off. Well, somebody loosened my lug nuts because they were mad that I started oh, working at the store. Goodness. And the, the wheel fell off, and I was like, ah. Yeah, yeah, we, we get those where that's good. You got that foresight. That is awesome. I wish I'd known before. <laughs> I could have checked my tires. I'll know next time. Yep, now you know. Now you know. Okay, I had this dream. Let me go check some things out. Yep. <laughs> yes, because it's a little bitty ride. It's a 1995, you know, the Geo Trackers. Okay. It's just a little, little bitty ride, so the go and it's white, so the go-kart, you know made sense after right right yeah i'm at work but shoot I, um i've been here three years and um i take care of two elderly people and they're you know i cook for them and help her you know go to the bathroom and stuff like that and help get a dress she has alzheimer's and um it's i love it you know my, my grandma did that for a long time I can't. Home like that. Yes, and it's the best. I started off in nursing homes, but um, the you nursing the nursing homes you can't see your work there. You could be taking good care of somebody, but you're only there for eight hours and you're off two days, so that person is not really getting cared for, and you can't see your work versus working privately. You can see your work that you're actually helping somebody. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yep. So, what are we gonna talk about? You know, I I really think, like I said, you know, a lot of white peers seem to be caught up on the whole. Well, why should they get more, and and why should they be, you know, given more attention and given? 
Why right. should I have to kiss their asses? Why should I have to apologize, you know, for something that I wasn't even a part of and they weren't even a part of? They they can't get past that. Right. And none of us was a part of it. But the fact remains is that even though none of us was around when it happened, it's still going on today. And we are here today. <laughs> yes. And that's what a lot of people don't see. They think, you know, for instance, anytime I would bring up, you know, in prison, prison numbers, I mean, like half a million black men, half a million white men. And the, the people that understand per capita get what I'm saying. Right. You know, I, but, but the ones that don't understand per capita, they don't understand what I'm saying. What's the same number? Why do they think they're special? Because 500,000 of 40 million is a lot different than 500,000 of 300 million, you know? Right. And they just, I don't know. I don't know. But so a lot of people are like me and my husband. We started this education. And I'm telling you, Denixa. I was standing there, and I, all of a sudden, I, I came to the house, and I was pissed off immediately. And I wasn't pissed off for you. I was pissed off for me. That was my first reaction. I told him, I said, do you realize that we are being used? I said, we are being used to bring black people harm. I said, that, I said that's what's going on here. I said, they, they see it. They're educated on it. We are not. And I, I was mad. Instantly, I was mad. And I think if I could get a lot of people to that point, you know, you and me, if we could get them mad yes. at the lack of information and it's causing us to be used. You see what I mean? Because right. people are selfish beings. Yes, and they're being media fed instead of going out themselves and yes. investigating. They just want to believe, okay, they're saying that 90% of the crime is black people. That's what's going on. But if we're not the majority of the population, then how accurate could that actually be? Is that really what they're saying right now? I mean, yeah, on on the news. Hi. On the, um, Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Um, The place that I work at right now, so we call them snow bunnies. Um, she, They come down, they're neighbors. They come down. She had never encountered... A black person where she can sit down and actually have a conversation you know right. she's in her 70s and I kind of got upset and you came in on the end of her and I you know getting into that um, but she started off with can I touch your skin oh my God. how do you get your skin to be like that and I was like excuse me you know, I was like, I'm born like this. Do you put lotion on? Is it specially made? Can I touch your hair? What can you do with your hair? She had all these questions. And at first, I kind of got upset with her because you're in your right. 70s. I'm 44 at the time. And you mean to tell me you don't know what's going on? Right. And she was like, well, I don't. I come from a really small town and... um up in New York in very small town and we had this one black family there and she remembers his name Marv and they still stay in contact she said but um she just saw him you know they didn't really get a chance to talk and she touched his skin once and it was so smooth and you know and then she went to telling me she had no clue about the oppression and right. The things that she saw on TV, she never bothered to even ask. She thought all black people were bad, deadbeats, and ghetto. Yep. 
from what yeah. she was watching on television. She said, but Denixa, since I've talked to you, you've opened up my eyes. So when she go back home, she'll call me and she'll be like, you know, I was in a doctor's office and I usually don't conversate, but it was this um, young black lady sitting next to me and her hair was beautiful. And I said, hi, you know, she said, you open me up to talk to people. Um, to to want to know more, to learn more, to dig for herself. So now at seventy something, her eyes has just been open. Right. And I was. <laughs> I'm like, wow. But into me, me being a black person, and this being done to my race, right. you know, I'm thinking, okay, everybody knows what's going on, but that's just not the truth. No, it's not. No. But, and I see that a lot. Right. You know, a lot of black peers, they say, you know, don't, don't tell, don't you act like you don't know what's right. going on. And we really don't know. I mean, it, it's ridiculous how much we don't know. I'm, I'm pissed off at how much I did not know. But you know what? I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of me too because just like you didn't know. I mean, we, we are. Um, we knew we know but we always get the negative as well don't trust white people unless it's uh for business you know you're working that's it because of the history but that's wrong we should teach that you treat everybody how they treat you that's how you should you know you don't just automatically not like people because of this the color of their skin so because we're taught that we're not liked we're just taught not to hate because we still are taught to be respectable regardless right. of who you are we are taught that um that respect is due to everybody off the bat and um but we we're also taught that these people will fuck you up at any time without a reason you have to get up and, and tell your kids, hey, if we get pulled over today, don't make any sudden moves. Don't open up your mouth. You know, it's sad. My son is seven. I just had to recently tell him, you know, why. He was like, huh? And it's sad because I shouldn't have to explain that to him versus um, your situation where you don't have, you just go get in your car. I'm quite sure, you know, come on, y'all. You know, yep, it, I don't worry. I worry about, you know, maybe I have a mouth on me, so I worry about <laughs> possibly going to jail. But I have never in my life worried about a cop, you know, just killing me, you know, just because. Right. Never. You know, you, you think, okay, I hope he's in a good mood today, you know, and then, then you're taught, okay, don't pull over. Here, we are taught, do not pull over. If you're on a on a on a road that there's just keep riding, put on your caution lights and drive really slow, not like you're taking them on a high speed chase or anything, but drive really slow until you find a store or a well, you know, somewhere other people are around. Now that I was taught, you know, just being in a car, female alone, I was taught that, you know, drive until you feel safe and yes. to a place, you know. But I was never taught, you know, slow way down. I was never taught hazard lights or anything. I mean, I assume the cop behind me knew what I was doing, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it would be common sense, but yeah. for us, that, that means we fleeing and eluding. Right. You, <laughs> right. So it's, it's different terms. You and I could be in a car together and I we can get pulled over. You're driving. They will take you to the side. No lie. Take you to the side and ask you, what are you doing with her? Do you know you can get in a lot of trouble? Do you know her? Before they even know who I am, before they run my name or anything, they're going to give you us different treatment. They're going to pull you off while I'm handcuffed. Damn what I have to say. They want to know what you have to say. It's sad, but it's true. You know, this is the crap we have to deal with, but barriers can be broken down. I am. I try to tell people, you know, because if they, if you take each little incident and you look at it as an, in, you know, individual incident, it, it might not look that bad to some people. But I heard uh, some, uh, so a black person was given an interview in Australia, and they described it as death by a thousand cuts. Would you, would you agree with that? That's they, what, like, modern-day racism is. They described it as what? Uh, death by a thousand cuts. It's just, you know, it's not one big, you know, slash that does you in. It's this constant every day. Right. It is. It's every day. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. I go, me and my stepdaughter, we go into the grocery store. I might have told you already. And um, we have two separate orders in one buggy. We're together. We're at self-checkout. And the guy is doing his job. So I don't say anything because, yes, he's doing his job. Right. He's standing there, you know, monitoring. So when I got done with my order, now, mind you, I still have bags sitting there. I haven't even got my receipt yet. I'm paying. Um, she had, she It was diapers on the bottom. She went to... Wait till I was done so she could put her stuff up there. Those counters aren't that big in self-checkout. So the guy starts walking towards me. I said to myself, I hope he finna keep walking. That's what I said. And it was, we were in public, so it's predominantly white people in there. And it was a couple next to us. So um, he said, excuse me, uh, you didn't pay for that. I said, excuse me, these are two separate orders. I said, you didn't even give me time. I haven't even left this checkout section yet. Haven't got my receipt or anything. I could see if I was attempting to leave the store. And, right. You know, with the box of diapers under there. I said, we have two separate orders. So he was like, well, you don't have to get loud. You don't have to. I say, let me tell you something. You came over here accusing me of not paying for an item. And I'm just letting you know. I say, but you you wasn't soft-spoken when you were accusing me because everybody was looking. Now you want me to be quiet. I gave him the what for. I really gave him the what for. I cursed him out. I sure did. Loud as I could, and I walked out. And it was a couple of months before I went back in, but... You know, I saw him, I, at the, I was at the same checkout, and I saw him, but this time he didn't approach me. He he looked, smiled, and kept it moving. But right. it's stereotypes, like you and I could walk in the store together. You can be in there robbing them blind, but they're not following you. They followed me as soon as I stepped in, and you're over there robbing them blind. <laughs> 
and and, and beepers go off and they just look at them like okay let a beeper go off for me the door is getting locked they calling the police and don't even you know <laughs> i've never seen it the area that i live in you know is predominantly white so but i have been watching a lot lately and I'll tell you, you know, some of the things that I have seen since I have been watching, there's there's a lot of unfounded, stupid anger towards yeah. black people in my area. Um, for instance, I was uh, standing there talking to this little Christian, you know, younger white girl, and this very nice, uh, well-dressed young man, you know, passed behind her. And we're in a grocery store, so there's stuff, you know, shelves and just all this going on. And he passed behind her. He probably passed within four feet of her. And I'm watching him. You know, he was on the phone. And she turns around. She glances at him. And then she, she looks back at me. And all of a sudden, she whips her head back around. And she literally curls her lip. Her lip up. Mm. But keeps talking. Didn't even realize that she had done it. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. And I'm watching her. And I'm, I just, I, I you know, at that point, I was I was floored at that point. I was like, whoa, it just happened. So I started watching, you know, a month later I go in, and there's this mom, white mom, pushing the buggy, her son's in the buggy, you know, I don't know, eight, ten. And uh, there's a black mom, and there's a black teenage daughter. And she's on her phone walking past the, the mom and the son. And, you know, teenagers, you know, they're, they're generally oblivious to anybody else in their vicinity. You know, little right. <laughs> But she goes, she's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, a little bit loud and true, but so I know plenty of teenagers that do that. All of a sudden, that mom goes, huh, you know, like like, like somebody had, had shot a gun behind her. You know right, what I mean? Right. And her son goes, what is it, mom? And she, I'm, I'm sitting there out of the corner of my eye, and I see her nod toward her. She said, her. said, I don't know why she had to be that loud, you know? And I'm just like, what is the problem? Right. It's just so much of anger. Yes. It was like the freaking Twilight Zone. I'm not playing with you. I, I I felt like I had stepped into a different reality. I had never seen this happen before, but now that I watch it, yeah. it happens a lot. Yeah. And people are, some people see you're, you're willing to, uh, see you, your eyes are opening, um, to something different. Sometimes, like when, for me, I was born into it. So my eyes have never been closed to it. You know, um, right. I've always been aware there is a problem. Some people, even some black people aren't aware that there is a problem. I watched this movie and even though it was just a movie, it's called Jump in the Broom. And in, in a um, dinner scene, um, she was like, they were they they lived out on a, on this island up in New York somewhere, but it was it's nice, and um it was a black family, and the son's mother she was upset because she hadn't previously met them, and then they were acting bougie and stuck up to the mother, the son the anyway, cause I get confused going and talking. So anyway, um they're sitting down to dinner. And they started talking in French. She said, oh, no, don't you speak like that. You talk English so we can all understand. 
And she say, how dare you sitting up in here like you better than everybody else. And um, she say, living out here like this. She say, oh, my family had slaves too. She's saying, you proud of that? You know, so it's black people who had slaves as well back then. So it's not just white people we have our own people who thought that they were so much better that they enslaved their own people you know and, and that's just sad but that's not talked about hey i noticed something you know because i i sit I, I read a lot you know I, I get on facebook sometimes and in the search bar i just type random things, you know, to do with race and whatever comes up, I'll sit there and I'll read, you know, whatever's public, you know, I'll sit and I'll click on different people's posts and I read stuff. And I came across this one, one fella and he was um, lighter skinned, but he was uh, brought up, I guess, in a richer area and he was running for uh, some kind of mayor or something in that area. But he was going on and he was like the first part of what he said, I, I, you know, understood what he was saying. But then the second part, he starts saying, you know, denying a lot. Let me see if I can find that real quick here, and and it'll make more sense. But I see it happening a lot, and I sit there, and what I do is I go straight to the emojis, and I see who's reacting mm-hmm. how. Mm-hmm. And you a sea of white faces, and then you go and you read the comments on these thumbs up and hearts, and it's just a sea of white people. Yeah, yeah, you you get it, you get it. You're very smart, very well spoken, and you know, finally, finally, somebody, you know, like they are clutching on to him, like he is this black life raft in this right. sea of madness. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I'm I'm sitting there, and I'm like, guys. You know, look at all the faces. When you're looking at this and 99.9% of the respondents are white, don't you think something's up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just assume, you know, it's somebody that, like you said, has been raised up in a different area where they didn't have to deal with that kind of stuff. Right, but the fact still remains that, that one day they will get that rude awakening that you're black. It doesn't matter yep. how much of money you got. How famous you are. Look what they just did to Nick Cannon. Did you see that? No. He stood up and said that um, he basically made a, a, tr- a true statement about oppressors and stuff like that. And um, how they, he was talking about our ancestors and the white people ancestors. You know, basically how it was fucked up. And right. um, so he made the statement at the awards if i'm not mistaken i'm i didn't see it for myself i'm just going by what i've heard because i try not to watch too much of television but anyway they made him apologize he had to recant and it's a shame because with all the money that he has if he wouldn't have recanted you would have best believed that the headlines would have read Nick Cannon dead or Nick Cannon family member dead really soon. They don't play. And that's what I'm saying. Black people get into Hollywood thinking that it's something you do. You have, okay. I'm going to just say it like this. Not only black, but any race, it's way more talent out here than what's in Hollywood. So that tells me that these are certain type of people that they only let in 
you have stars that and singers that flourish and all of a sudden you don't hear of them anymore. You know why? Because they wasn't willing to make this ultimate sacrifice to fit in there. But right. it does Yeah, but it doesn't matter if you're black and you take that sacrifice, you just sold your soul. They think, okay, I can escape being black because that's my take on it. I can escape being black because I'm rich and famous. No, that doesn't give you a pass. No, up until you say something that bothers somebody. Exactly. Then how dare you? You know, right. um, the lady, I'm not going to call her name because I don't want to be disrespectful, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, The lady that was saying about the flag. Um, My thing with the flag, I had this big thing in school last year before last with my daughter because we don't stand up and pledge our allegiance to a flag. And I let them know, don't do it in school. I've always told them that. And if a teacher has a problem, you know, call me and let me know. So my daughter, a straight AB student, sometimes straight A, she's in all kind of, you know, uh, classes for academic stuff to help her for college. So, and this was in the sixth grade that this started happening. So she was this great student. All of a sudden, when she didn't want to, um, when they realized that she wasn't standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, things started affecting her schoolwork. Oh, she's doing this. I started getting all kind of calls. I had to call the school board and let them know I will call an attorney and the news if this continues. She doesn't have to stand up. What does that flag do do for her? Nothing. Right. That's y'all flag. I don't pledge allegiance to a flag. I pledge my allegiance to my creator and my children. That's it. What can that flag actually do for me? I'm standing up worshiping it every day. Come on now. I know. But they took they took prayer out of school but left the pledge of allegiance. <laughs> One nation under God, it says. Mm-hmm. But which God? Which God? The green God. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got that right, honey. <laughs> and and the people don't even realize it's not even about. And for me, I'm going to just keep it real. It used to be about black and white for me because that's all I saw. That's all that's drummed into us from birth. I don't care who you are. You could be Chinese, Philippine, whatever. That's, that's what's drummed into you. Don't like blacks. Black is bad. Black, black, black. You know, I don't care what race you are. It's every race against the black race. And that that's what woke me up. What is it about us? What is it about the black race? And and we're not even the original people. Pygmies are the originals of this planet. Yeah. Hairless pygmies at that. I read about that too. I forget the name. I'm bad with names. But yeah, but so, you know, we were all grafted. And, and Adam, Adam was the last creation of white people. Yes. They he they were made, you know they they made him. He was the last man made of that era. Now we have several that's been made. You know you got clones, all kind of stuff walking around here. I but, never even looked at that because I, I I remember talking about that before. I didn't 
understand how they could accelerate the growth, you know? They're, like, f- they're fully grown. They're, they're called human sleeves. See, I've never looked into that. And they, um, they... It's some weird shit out there. It's called human sleeves and you can pick which body type you want and everything. And they upload. Now this is this is what I'm this is the part I don't get. How can you take my consciousness unless they found a way to capture the soul and right. put it into another body? That just sounds really really far-fetched to me because I'm I'm the same way. How can you catch the soul right but hey there i'm convinced that there is a way because i've heard that white light that they keep that you know that people speak of and they say go towards the white light i've been told not to go towards the white light because the white light is bringing you back into reincarnation the white light is the birth canal hey i've thought about that before i wondered if that if that wasn't true that light that you're seeing, you're being rebirthed. Yeah. Yeah, not everybody sees the white light. Right. Uh, I've, wondered, I've wondered if that wasn't true. Hey, I found this guy on here. Um, Kenzie Gillett, I think is how you pronounce his name. It's K-E-N-C-Y and then G-I-L-E-T. Gillett or Gillett. But can I read this to you real quick sure. and just get your take on it? Sure. On uh, June the 5th, he posted, I'm having trouble recalling a moment when I've experienced racism. By the numbers, I'm sure at some point it happened. I can say there has never been a moment in my life when I have experienced racism that has limited me in any way. I am not oppressed. I have experienced, still today, negative comments and cowardly threats directed at me from minority and white liberal groups because of my independent pro-America, pro-law enforcement views. I just wish liberals would stop speaking for me and saying what my experience has been. Born to immigrant parents, me and six of my siblings all graduated high school, post-secondary school, and one served honorable in U.S. Marine Corps. From my experience and that of my large black family, disparities in income and education are all about cultural and not about race. Black people value education and employment over fancy cars, sports, and fashion. Those who talk about, quote, bitches killing cops and consuming drugs, unquote, are the filth of the earth. There are many successful black Americans to emulate, like, I'm really bad with names, uh, Condoleezza. Condoleezza Wright, which was a bitch. Larry Elder, Pastor Thomas Dexter, Jake Sr., Clarence Thomas, etc. T.D. Jakes is an asshole. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Most importantly, if Black Lives Matter, let's stop killing, robbing, and destroying each other. White people, Black Americans can speak for ourselves. Don't patronize us. The racism of low expectations convinces too many young Black Americans that what they have is enough. Expect more from us. Push us to be successful and treat us as equally as all able-bodied Americans. The reality is that racism exists. It's just not under every rock, behind every door, and whenever an argument is lost. Well, I agree and I disagree with that. And that was me. Hmm? That was me. I agreed on parts and I disagreed here. I'm going to screenshot it and send it to you so okay. you can... Yeah, I... um. Um, 
I agree with um, the last part that you read, the first part. Um, I, I think it is under every rock behind every tree. It's just not talked about. People are afraid to talk about it because of the backlash, because of how they'll be looked at, because of um, like, um, okay, like um, our friends said on social media, go ahead and screenshot it. Put it out there in the group. So, you know, I did that one time, but I haven't did it anymore. And I did it to Matt. <laughs> but I haven't did it anymore, you know, because I thought to myself, hmm, you know what? I like if somebody did that to me because of my beliefs and my views, because that's how I was raised. Now, should you, people should comment, but everybody is not where they should be or could be. And some people don't want to be educated. They are comfortable in the life that they live. Some people don't want to address it because that means you got to acknowledge it. Right. You know, and who, who really wants to acknowledge pain? Who wants to acknowledge? Oh, see, this is what people I've had. I've had a black person at my house. Okay, you count it. What does that mean? You know, I'm looking at you like, excuse me. Now I have an attitude because you're racist. You didn't, you don't have to say anything else except for I had one black person at my house. That that says a mouthful. It, it does. And but, I see that now. You know, two years ago, I did not. But now I can sit and I can read through, you know, white people responding. And Anikta... I cringe. I physically cringe. I am embarrassed for that person, you know? And I, I know. <laughs> I know what that looks like. It does. I'm like, okay, I'm not saying, okay, Tara, my white friend is coming over. <laughs> no, she's coming. I have someone coming over. You guys are going to meet her today. You know, <laughs> that's... That's my conversation. I wouldn't be like, my kids and I, are they black or are they white? You know, that's not <laughs> that's not a conversation we have. Um, I had to explain to my children that we walked into um, several, every time we walk into anywhere, it's myself and four of them. And two of them are teenagers, two girls and the two little boys, seven and two. So, I mean, we are a crowd ourselves when we walk into a place. And so when we walk in, I lie not. All eyes turn around. And they're not just taking a glimpse. They're staring. To the point one day my daughter, last year, she said, Mommy, what is it? Why do people keep doing that? And I told her, I say, listen, it has nothing to do with our race. I say, I'm not even going to say that. They see our light shining. And all of us together, we shine so bright, they can't help but look. You know, that's how I had to let her know because I don't want her to feel like they looking because you black. And that's probably why they're looking, but I don't want her to feel like that. Right. I want her to feel like, baby, your light shines so bright, they can't help but to look. See, it's a lot of what we instill. I'm not instilling in her that white people are the boogeyman, even though I still feel like that. But it, times are changing. They can't well, just not. they can't just come come burn a cross in our yard or come oh. or come oh. knock the door in and snatch us all up out of there and hang us in trees. It's still possible. 
but it's not likely to happen like it did back then. So, you know, we can now I tell you what I don't do. We don't drink out of public um, still to this day. I don't allow them to drink out of public water fountains. I just don't. I don't because I still feel like we have nasty people out there who will take a drink and spit on it afterwards because they feel like a black person is going to drink from it. I've seen white people let their dogs lick out of it where humans are supposed to drink. So we don't, we just don't drink out of those because I still have to be mindful of, okay, hmm, I wonder what has happened to this. I don't like to eat out a lot because when they hear my, you hear how I'm speaking now? Yeah. Okay. This is how I speak all the time because I have, then I have, hey girl, what's going on? Hey, y'all get y'all behind over here. That's me. That's how I talk. But when I'm around white, hi, how are you today? Yes. No, I had no clue about that. You know, and it's a damn shame that I have to do that. It is. It is. I can't go. I have lost a, in a job on the phone. I got the job on the phone when I showed up in person. Oh, the position has been filled. No, I know. I, I feel that position. You spoke with me. No, I'm sorry. The position has been filled because I'm black in person, but I sounded white on the phone. We have our business voice, which is our white voice. You know, it was just sad. This is the world that I live in. When you go for an interview, you just talk. I, I, I even make a point to speak up because I'm soft-spoken. When I so go I'll to an sense. interview, I have to make sure oh. that I have on white attire. Yeah, I can't go dress like I want to go dress. How, who I am. I got to put on white attire. And then they're complaining about, um, you know, they say, oh, white uh, black girls wear the weave, you know, the uh, lace fronts and stuff. Hell, can you blame them? I mean, I embrace my natural hair, but for people who not secure and don't have the support of their family or a strong black person, they're not trying to be European with wearing the hair, but they're more likely to be accepted. Yep. That's what I was just You know, and and it's just sad. And we, we need to educate them, but then there again, you have social media, you have TV who are showing these women, and this is what is acceptable, so they're doing it, but... We have a lot of work to do, Tara. Lots and lots and lots and lots of work. That to is do. true. Very true. We're we're taught, you know. For instance, I'm four foot eleven, and you know I'm I'm, I'm fairly muscular. You know I'm on a skinny little thing. Never have been, except you know about when I was eleven, maybe. <laughs> and I'm taught, you know, if I bleach my hair and and wear high heels. You know, and uh, do my makeup a certain way that I'm I'm beautiful. You know, right. And I I couldn't I couldn't imagine because I'm I'm one of those people. I'm I'm fairly average. I I could be considered, 
you know, beautiful like that. I, I couldn't imagine being somebody that has to look at this. And no matter what they did, you know, ironing your hair, putting hair in that isn't yours, you know, high heels, makeup, no matter what you did, you never felt beautiful because yes. you couldn't look like that no matter yep. what. Yep. And, and, and that's a sad truth because... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just, I was just agreeing. I mean, just thinking about little girls. I mean, I have two daughters. Thinking about these baby girls, you know, looking, looking at this, thinking that they would have to rip their very skin off. Hmm. You know. Yeah. It's just, it's just to be accepted. Okay. Just to be accepted in society. You know, I when I was growing up. They used to talk about, I'm, I'm dark skin and I love my dark skin, but I just started to learn my dark skin within the last 10 years because I was picked at for you black, you so dark and ugly, you ugly, but that's what they were taught. See, I'm, I'm older now. I know why they did it, but then I didn't. So it damaged me then. And now my, you know, my kids, I let them know your black is beautiful, honey. You you know, you're beautiful. You were born like that for a reason. You are you. You know, they have their natural hair. I don't perm their hair. And we have protective styles, like the one you saw in my swimsuit. That's This yeah. is a sew-in, but it's a protective style. But my hair is just as much up underneath, you know? Um, right. It's just that I don't feel like doing it all the time. So I put a protective style on there, but I won't relax my hair. Um, And I won't relax my kids because it's important that not only we don't relax it and embrace who we are, is that our hair, our antennas, the hair we have, that's how I receive my messages and stuff. I receive them more, the more hair I have. And the less relaxed, it, you know, it's natural. I can receive better. Like, okay, not saying I wouldn't have met you last night in the astral, but it might have right. took a little longer because I had it relaxed. I couldn't receive because I'm putting a barrier between my and scalp and my hair. It's a, right. a they peel back a dead lady's scalp, a African-American one who had been, they did a study who had been perming her hair her whole life. Do you know those chemicals was in between her scalp and skull? It seeps you, in, and people don't hey, realize. It's physical. It is an absolute physical barrier. It's not, you know, a mental barrier that by accepting yourself as who you are, you are more able to connect yes. you know, to the world mm. and stuff, the spiritual world. Yes. By being, you know, whole with yourself. Yes. But when you're in denial and can't accept who you right. are, and that's the right. thing, they, they pit pitting everybody against everybody. But why is it just black and white? Exactly. Why is it just black and white? You got to look deeper. What is it? What is it? It's, and I'm not saying that we're no better than anybody else because we're all from the cosmos. All of us, we're souls. We all are. But what is it? We have something that really pisses them off that's inside of us. We are, um, they harvest our organs. They harvest our blood. 
they harvest everything that they can from us, the melanin, the skin. They take it all. They skin black people alive for um, I can't make this stuff up. You know, it's sad and stuff happens to everyone. And then I feel really, really bad for all the children because it doesn't matter what color you are. They're taking all the children, skinning them alive, scaring them, killing them so they can get that. What is it? Adronicone? I can't pronounce it. They can get that that fear blood. You know, it just, we live in a sick world. Years ago, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think what it is, why they focus on, you know, the black race so much, just me personally, is because they can get away with it more. A black person goes missing, oh well. White person goes missing, oh my God, you know? Right, but what I'm saying is from the beginning of man's history time, recording time. Um, yeah, it's black fun. people, I mean, you are, you are the parent race. I mean, y'all are where all the rest of us right. came from. But I mean, y'all, y'all are the elders, you know? I mean, that, that is true. And whites, the white race, I mean, we're what? Maybe seven, six, seven thousand years old, maybe? Yeah, six, about seven thousand years old, yeah. Yeah, and black, the black race is uh, 200 to 300,000 years old. But, and that's not, that's not even counting. I mean, that that's modern day. Right. You know, black people, that's not counting like Lucy, who was million or two exactly. years old. I mean, I'm like talking about this. <laughs> but right. people don't, they don't like facts. They like statistics. They'll go for us to, us to, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> They'll go for that first before they go for the facts. Well, hey, I, that's questionable. Yeah, but you've got to trace it back. You can't just go, you got to look at the site that you got it from, and then you have to trace it back. Like I was talking about before, black people in, you know, prison, the, the same amount of people in you know, black people only 12% or so of the population, white people 7%, but we have the same amount of number in prison. Okay, why is that? And this is what started me on all of this. It was the Driving While Black videos and uh, my Aunt Viola. And I told her racism was not a big deal two years ago. I told her that. And she just did this, like, shocked, you know, emoji thing. And I was like, wait a minute. It, is it is it not? Is it a big deal still? You know, and it got me thinking. And I went and I started looking the stuff up and I found those numbers for prison and I said, now, wait just wait just a minute. Why is this? I mean, there's one of two options here. Either black people are, you know, criminals uh, from birth and that's just who they are or something else is going on here. Mm-hmm. So I went and I started looking and once you start looking into it, you'll find tons of instances where Todd over here had a joint in his pocket and he was let go, you know? But his, you know, black peer, his black equivalent had a joint in his pocket and he did two years in prison for it. (laughs) Yeah. It's all right there. All they have to do is, is look. It's free labor. They don't care. Do you know how they build their prisons? They count how many black kids are attending kindergarten that year (laughs) how many black boys and that's how they decide how they're going to build their prisons are you serious yes ma'am from the the school to the prison 
Look look for that. They I think they got a story on that from school to prison. I believe I've read something about that before too. They, you know, and, and it is, it's all right there. The, mm-hmm. the chances you can literally take anything, pull anything out of the thin air and, and look at the bad side of it and black peers will get the shit end of the every time. every instance. Every instance. Foster care. I was a foster kid. Ended up foster care, uh, maintained a 3.0 at my school, which was a great school. I mean, it, what do they call it, a triple A high school or something? One of the best. Uh, I got my college paid for, which, you know, I didn't complete, but I did two years of. Now, when I would hear the term black privilege or white privilege, sorry, I would hear the terms white privilege, I would think, I'm not privileged. I was molested. I was beaten. I, you know, I was I was raped. I was abused. I ended up in foster care. Nobody wanted me. Where's my privilege at? I, I don't see it. But then I realized that is just horribly named. What it means is picture your life exactly as it was. <laughs> but imagine you were a black, black person yes. in that life. <laughs> yes. My ass would have been dead. I yes. would not have made it. Exactly. You no, ever... I sure as hell wouldn't have got college. I sure as hell wouldn't have got a free laptop from, you know, Rayleigh and Thompson. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. And you can look at the statistics again, and it'll tell you. Most of these black kids, they end up in jail or they end up dead. The yeah. highest number by race of children who die in foster care are black kids. Indeed. And it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. You ever watched that movie, A Time to Kill? No. Don't no, watch I it. So. I wouldn't advise you to watch it. But um, it's just what you were talking about. And he used those exact words. It was a white lawyer. And this was back in the 40s or 50s, I think. But a little black girl got raped and beat up. Oh, by... I've seen that. Was that the beer bottle? Yeah. And he, in the courtroom, he said, now imagine if she was white. And the, the courtroom was like, <gasps> And I was like, oh, my God. You know, it took him to say that. They couldn't see this child. You know, this child, this human. We don't see it that way, Denexa. We we do not see your young as our young. Right. But we do. We see all children as we will stand up and defend any child. Any person at that, and and that's the thing. And then you know we steady get abused, but we still we were taught to love your enemies, and that's incorrect. It should be eye for an eye, but we were taught to love your enemies, and they taught us that, so we wouldn't retaliate. Right. They put it in the Bible, so we they put in the Bible. It's okay to have a slave, and, and you yep. can beat your slave. And if you kill your slave, then, oh, but if you beat them, I don't even think you get punished too bad if you kill them. But if you beat them, you can't, you could beat them, but don't kill them. And then after seven years, you're supposed to let them go. But we all know that didn't happen. And and, and it's just um, for myself, I can't speak for anybody else. The thing that had, had me enraged, and I'm still upset about it is when I hear white people say, oh, get over it. How? How? If if the stories that are passed down in your um, household or how Aunt Molly uh, right. went swimming or, or this, that, and the third, and it was all glorious. And my stories that are passed down, as you know, 
we had to keep an eye on our babies because they used to take our babies while we were hanging up clothes and feed them to alligators for alligator bait. Right. Put them in cages, and the alligators and are eating. Turn around, turn around and say that you agreed to it for $2. Exactly. Like, really, dude? Yep. No. Or taking the men, tying them up, and raping them in front of right. the whole crowd so we can't turn to him for help because the buck breaking is what they call it. Or just yeah. randomly hanging people. Just, you know, that those are the stories that got passed down. My grandmother told me I was like in my late 20s before I can, I had to take a class, a business class, in order to know how to communicate properly. I w- my grandmother taught me don't look in white people's face because that's how she was taught. You couldn't do that back then. So she continued to teach, and that's what I'm saying. Just like white households are continued teaching the hatred, we're still continued to be treated how to avoid white people. You know, um, how to not just don't make contact. If you see one, go the other way. Don't be confrontational and stuff like that. But I'm always against the grain. I'm very confrontational. Because I don't want to teach my children that, oh, this is acceptable. No, we have, um, we may go down the sidewalk at our um, first Friday we used to have here in our small town. And we could be walking, and I teach my kids, when you see someone coming, everybody get in front of me on this side of the walkway so we can have a two lane. You know, let's be fair. But it's some people in this predominantly white county that I live in that when you're walking down the sidewalk, they seem like they don't move. And one day, my daughter veered off to the right. I immediately exclaimed, I wish you would. Don't you dare. It's enough of room for all of us on this sidewalk. And if not, they can get the hell on the grass. And they looked at me, I said, I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Keep walking. And and that's that's me. I'm very voiceless when it comes to that. And I used to be defensive all the time. I used to expect it. Well, so now I have an attitude already because I'm expected to be treated a certain type of way. How often would you say your expectations are met? Um... In my lifetime, to be honest, I might have had 13 to 14 encounters in my 45 years. So not often, I guess you would say, but it happens. And then you have uh, little, those are actual confrontations that I've had. Um, Encounters, almost daily. And you know what? We done been talking so good. Guess what? I got a five. I got a five minute. Um, the maximum recording time for a segment is sixty minutes. <laughs> we got five more minutes, but it's all right because we can do as many as we want whenever we want. You know, so I I've just never did one for this long. Mine, you if you listen to them, you know they're no longer than maybe twenty minutes. That. You're, you're on, you did a couple that were around 40, but yeah, like you said, most of them are, you know, anywhere from five to 20. Yeah. Yeah. 
those probably were real passionate ones that lasted extra long. They found it very passionate. <laughs> I know one of them was the um, Ahmad one, and I hadn't heard of it, and that was my first time hearing of it, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, I I just couldn't believe they ran that young man down like that, boxed him in, and killed him. I know. Like, on, and they recorded it. Like, recorded it. Out. Hey, did you hear um, about the past on that? No. Did you hear anything? No. Oh, I looked it up. All right, so... My memory's a little bit vague, but from what I can remember, when that boy was about 19 years old back in 2012-2013, he was passing through a school parking lot, uh, apparently with a gun in his belt or something, in his waist, and somehow somebody seen him doing it. There was a basketball game going on. It was after school hours, and so they, they chased him. They chased him down around the back of the building. The cops did. While they were back there, some cop sprained his wrist, and, and this happened, and that happened. Now, this is the same area, you know, that he lived in then. You know what I mean? Right. So here we are, you know, these these six, you know, seven years later, mm. and he's getting killed by a cop who was on that same Oh, course. wow. So they said, oh, we're going to get your ass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, tell me, you tell me how that was not a revenge. Premeditated. Kill. Yes. He seen him, he recognized him, he knew who he was, and by God, he was going to get him, you know? I thank God for these cameras today because a lot of this stuff, these movements wouldn't be happening if we did not have the cameras and the no. cell phones. Very true, because a lot of my information came from the stuff that I've watched. I watched it happen. Now, I will tell you, I get aggravated with the, the whole I guess that the white liberals, they'll, they'll take these videos from some dumbass that, that's running his mouth and he shouldn't fucking be doing it, but he's doing it anyway. And they put it out there and make it look like he's the victim. But when you go and do the research, he's not a victim. He's just being a fucking idiot. Exactly. I, mean, I don't know if he's an idiot always. <laughs> I don't know if he's just having a bad day and he was an idiot there. I don't know. But when you put stuff out there like that and people can easily look up, you know, the real circumstance and it puts him in a bad light what does that do to the rest of the movement hmm just like they need to know that black lives matter now they're getting exposed because um uh, they're letting them know that um black lives matter it has nothing to do with the black people exactly they're being exactly. exposed now now they're being exposed because you know, they take a name, just like the NAACP, a lot of people don't know that that has nothing to do with black people it was created to keep black people in line. That's Not what it was. Um, you see who headed it. Martin Luther King Jr. was knocked off. He didn't die from that gunshot wound. He died in the hospital from a stab wound or something else. But he did not die from that gunshot wound. Is it true that he raped uh, or watched a woman be raped or something? Um, that I can't speak on for sure. I've never heard of that. Not to say it wasn't true, but who right. knows? He could have been forced to watch her get raped. They said that, I think she might have been, I don't know if it was gang raped or what, but he was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. I don't care. And, you know, that's another point that I feel like needs to be made. A lot of these leaders that they do let into the, the school books, if you check, 
even the, the white ones, they're not good people. Exactly. Exactly. And the good ones get killed off. Poor yeah. uh, Kennedy. Poor Kennedy. I, oh, yeah. He was a good guy. And, and Malcolm X, oh, my God, I told Al, and I said, yes. I said, that was a remarkable man. And it's, it's weird. It's like, um, like you want to know, how can they not know? Like, do they not? Right. You live right here. Okay, I'm going to give you an example of how it trickles down today. Um, my daughter, one day, she, our neighbor, they had moved in. And we stayed in a predominantly white neighborhood. It probably was one, myself, the neighbors, maybe three three black people on the block, maybe four. And um, a white neighbor moved in next door and they had kids. And my kids were excited because, you know, we didn't have any neighbors next door. So they go to the same school. So a couple of days, I always um, monitor my kids going and coming. And I see my daughter stop in front of their house and hand the young lady her books. So I, I, when she got in the house, I said, so why are you carrying her books? Oh, what? she asked me to carry her books. I said, fuck no. Nah. I said, no. I said, before I even get what I'm thinking, I said, tomorrow, I want you to ask her to carry okay. your books. Before I get out of hand with it. Right. So the next day, she came in the house, but she was walking alone. I said, where's so-and-so? Oh, she mad with me. I said, why? She said, because I asked her to carry my books, and she told me no. <laughs> and she said, you need to carry my books. Wow. I said, did she now? I said, so I tell you what, don't fuck with her ever again because they're teaching her ass. The mother was, the father was in the service. He wasn't there. The mother was there and she teaching her children pure hate. She lived there for two years before the husband got out of the service, did not speak to me one time. I And I'm friendly. Hi, good morning. That's me. After a while, I stopped doing it. I figured, okay, well, hey. So, but when the husband got out of the service, I automatically assumed he was racist too, because she was. And I assumed that the elderly people that were there were racist as well, because she was. Well, they were his parents. They eventually began to communicate with the other black people across the street. So I knew they weren't. But I couldn't figure her out. I didn't know if those were her parents or his parents. Well, they were his parents. When he got out of the service, as soon as he got out, hi, I'm Michael. How are you? I'm like, what the hell? She's just a bitch. Yeah, I was like, what the hell going on? And he used to sit out there and talk with me for hours. White supremacist. I'm like, what the hell? And so he used to cut my grass. I wake up, he's cutting my grass. And I said, oh, I used to try to give him some. He said, nope, nope, nope. You're a single woman. You have children. He said, this is what I do to clear my mind. I don't mind cutting it at all. And he was just the sweetest. I couldn't understand how in the hell those two were married. Does he? he wasn't home very much. Did he? Did he know she was racist? 
because her attitude totally changed when he got home. Now it's, I mean, now it's high. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'd say he didn't know. She was she was a hiding it. Hey, that one that we talk about, you know, the one that we had a lot of interaction with on my page? Yes. I mean, me and I was sitting there talking about that. I'm like, how in the world? You know? How did I not know? Right. People are hiders. People will, people will hide. Um, another thing I want to uh, talk about, too, is mixed people. They have it worse than black people. They, yeah, I've heard that because uh, colorism is a big issue. It is um, because in I mean, when you're raised up together, like I have a, a older mixed cousin in my family and they used to call her yellow monkey and they still do. I have one cousin that calls her, hey, yellow monkey. And I was like, why would you do that? That's her name. No, it's not. That's not her name. And that's not nice. Um, They have it worse than we do because they don't belong anywhere. They don't fit in all the way black. I mean, their family loves them, but you got other people who mistreating them. They don't fit in black and they don't fit in white. You ever seen Holly Berry Queen? It's a movie called Queen by Holly Berry. And it's um, I mean not by her, but she's in it. It's a Alex Haley um something. It's pertaining to Roots, a spinoff of it. And um, she Holly Berry plays the main character, and she said she passes for white, and she goes off and I don't know if that's Queen. I'm not quite sure, but anyway, she goes off into this lifestyle, and Alex Queen. And then, okay, and then she um, married, she, no, she was in school, and the white guy found out she was black. They beat her ass and put her out in the street, and so now she's running around crazy because nobody don't want her. So she goes to these black people who's sitting out, and she's saying, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, can I get something to eat, please? And they say, you, yeah, you want something to eat? Here you go. And they got the food on the plate and they throw it to her and it all fall on the ground. These black people now. But these black people remember her passing as white. They give it to her and throw it on the ground. Now she eating like a dog, hungry, trying to get it up off the ground. Well, the next scene, she she walk into church. Help me. Help me. I need help. Somebody. I'm Negro. Please help me. Oh, now you're Negro. You know what I'm saying? Which side you going to play? Right. But that's not everybody. That was just their version of it. But in reality, they get picked at in school by the black people because they think they're better. No, they was born like that. They had no choice in the matter. Right. But they had to try to find, find where they belong. They wouldn't do it to themselves. Really? I know that. The first time, I'll be honest with you, the first time I heard of the term, you know, colorism, which was, you know, a couple of years ago when I started all this, my mind immediately went to the opposite of what it is. Mm-hmm. My mind immediately, you know, went to, you know, the dark-skinned black people pushing out the light-skinned ones because the dark-skinned ones felt that they were, you know, better than them because they were the true dark-skinned you know, black people. But when you actually go and read about it, it's the light-skinned yep. people think they're better because 
their skin is lighter. Right, and the more lighter, closer to white, the better. That's right. what they. See, my, my brain didn't even go to that, so. You know, I, I really thought it was the other. They pinned them, but they Jim Crow era. Um, they not, and then they got what's that man's name? He wrote a whole book. Um, his name on the tip of my tongue. He wrote a whole book, Willie Lynch syndrome. There it is of how to pin blacks against each other. So what they did was they made house niggas and yard niggas. The light-skinned people worked in the house and the dark-skinned people worked in the field. Of course, that immediately set something against those two, the same race against each other. Because now the black people saying, the darker ones are saying, oh, they think they better because they in the house. No, they had nothing to do with going in the house. You know, but they treated them different too. They set the stage. They got to eat from inside the house. They got to sleep in the house. Stuff like that. You know, it it just, it's awful. And then you have black people who are color struck. Oh, it goes deep. I had an uncle who only fuck with light skinned family members. And he wasn't light skinned, but he was color struck. That's what we call it. They yeah, like, you like it better? Yeah, if you're lighter, if you're high yellow, huh, yeah. you're good. Those are the, and I have an aunt and an uncle who are color struck, and they the uncle has passed on, but the aunt and they not ashamed of it. They and they show the different treatment. But I don't allow anybody if I feel a bad vibe, if you can't treat my children the same, you can't even talk to them or me. Bye bye. Yeah, I find myself. I would have to tell you now. He's like, you gotta. He said, you gotta watch. You know, we go out in public. He said, you're just getting to where you don't even wanna, you know, mess with the white people out in public. He said, you can, you can tell, and it looks like. I guess it looks like I'm going out of my way to be around. <laughs> I guess, you know. And I, I, I do have to work on that. I mean, that's still. That's still, you know, a little bit of an issue because before I never even noticed how many, you know, black people, you know, I don't go out much, but I never noticed how many black people shopped at, at Kroger, the Kroger I went to. I never noticed it, but now, now I do. Right. And I find myself looking at these old white ladies whenever I pass by them, you know, with their, their puckered ass faces, I find myself thinking, ew. And with the black people and stuff, I'm, I'm giving them there like, man, you know, give, give me a reason. Give me a reason. Look at this woman wrong. Give me a reason to say something to your puckered ass. Right, you know what I mean? right. It, it, I had an experience. This is not a bad experience, but it's something I observed and save a lot. I'm shopping and I see this white lady running around in the store. Not literally running, but I can see her as I'm shopping. Um, and she was with this one lady. And, I, you know, you just, I'm, I'm very observant. And I see her walking by and... Then I see her again and she's by herself, but she's panic looking and she walks up to me. She say, excuse me, ma'am. She says, you know, I hate to ask. She say, but you know, my kids about to get out of school. I don't have any money. I'm hungry. My kids are hungry. Could you buy us? She had some, um, she wasn't asking for the money. She had the meals in her hand. She said, could you please buy these for my kids? And she was, you know, and I looked at her. Without hesitation, as ha- as I have done, black people don't approach me for nothing. Only white people, and I think that's my test. Um, 
but I always give. And I told her, I said, yeah, of course. I said, matter of fact, go and get more. Go get more. And she went and got more and I paid for it. And I told her, think nothing of it. And I thought to myself, shame on these damn people in the store. She went to her white peers. Several of them. I watched her. They turned her down and she came to me and I, I'm the one who helped her, you know, not, and I'm not bragging on it because that's what I do. Right. No, I see what you're saying. I see exactly where you're coming from. I just, I, I'm to the point, I, I wait on them. I wait on them to be dicks, you know, I just, I, I know they're going to. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Tara, let me, cause I'm clocking out. Hold on. Yeah, we good. Now I had to uh-huh, pick up my check and tell them goodbye. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm off on the um off on the weekends with them, but I got another job that I go to. I'm just a workaholic. No, no, not me, <laughs> not me. Well, let me. Couple days a week, all I do. Well, we, um, I'm finna get in the car and stuff, so I don't wanna, I'm gonna be distracted by the traffic, trying to pay attention and stuff, but, uh, we will definitely talk again. Yes, we will. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed gonna, it, and thank you. Hey, will you jot down some, some specific things, and maybe I'll jot down some specific things, and see if yes. we might be able to, you know... Maybe keep it, keep it on a topic and see if we can't get people to, to listen. Girl, Maybe. now you know what? That's going to be hard. You listen to my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I'll try. I will do that for you. Um, I need to try it too because I'm everywhere too. I'm everywhere too. <laughs> so we're, we'll definitely try this. I have had a great time. Absolute great time talking to you. I can't believe how fast that went. Okay. Oh it did. Because, I mean, you know, we're talking sense. We ain't talking about bull crap. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That's right. You be safe going home, and I'll talk to you here later. All right. I'll talk to you later. You have a great day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. That was our conversation, and it was a two-part series because it only allows 60 minutes. But I hope to get more people on here that I can talk with and share things with. And you guys have a great day.